This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group with showrooms in Canterbury and Maidstone, offering a range of new and approved used cars, including MG, Seat and Vauxhall. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast on Wednesday, September the 14th. And our top story today is that a police investigation is underway after a pregnant woman had a drink thrown over her and staff were allegedly assaulted at a McDonald's in Maidstone. Customers say trouble involving a group of girls broke out at the restaurant in Wheat Street. No, I'm just making sure they're on the side. It's thought the youngsters were angry about being made to leave by security and claimed the workers were heavy-handed. I saw it all happen. One witness said it was absolutely disgusting. The security guards from McDonald's and other premises had to form a human barrier to stop them coming in. They had run off and returned three times. No, it didn't. We f- get old. He went on to say how his partner is pregnant and they also had their two-year-old son with them. And while they were outside, water was thrown over them. Well, police have confirmed they were called just after half five on Sunday to reports of a disturbance. They spoke to people who were there at the time and inquiries are underway. We've also been in touch with McDonald's and they've sent us this statement. Providing a safe and welcoming environment for our people and our customers is a priority for us. We do not tolerate any antisocial behaviour in our restaurants. We're aware of an incident that took place at our Week Street restaurant Sunday evening. The police were called by our restaurant staff and we'll continue to support them with any investigation. It's not the first time there's been trouble at the fast food chain this year. Back in February, bosses defended their security team after video was shared online showing a man grappling with a teenager. You can see video of this latest incident by clicking on the story on the website. Kent Online News. Some other news for you now, and a man from Dover's been arrested on suspicion of murder. It's after the death of a man in Colchester in Essex in the early hours of Monday. The 22-year-old, who doesn't have a permanent address, remains in custody. A friend of a man found dead after a house fire near Tunbridge has described him as a kind and loving man. Jeff Sales died at his home on Sycombe Place in Five Oak Green in the early hours of Monday. The blaze is thought to have started accidentally. Almost £2,000 has been raised for a mental health charity following the death of a young man from Snodland. Friends and family of 22-year-old Harry Ivel have paid tribute, describing him as fearless and fun and say they'll miss his laugh and smile. He struggled with ADHD and dyslexia as a child and passed away last month. A bus driver's been hailed a hero after his vehicle was chased as he took children home from school in Sittingbourne. It's thought the Travelmaster's double-decker was followed by another vehicle following an earlier row. 
Bosses say CCTV is being reviewed by police. The driver later posted on social media that he was fine and they unfortunately have to deal with insane people on the roads on a daily basis. Now, a boy who broke his hip after falling off monkey bars on his first day of secondary school has been told he has a rare condition. 11-year-old James slipped from the equipment at Turner Free School in Folkestone during morning break. Further tests revealed he has a condition which means the hip isn't in the right place and one day he may need a replacement. He's already undergone a seven-hour operation and there's a chance he could need more surgery. Well, money's now being raised to help the family pay for staying in London while James has treatment and also buy a new bed so he can sleep downstairs when he gets back home. His mum, Eloise Morton, has been telling the podcast about what happened. Last Monday, James unfortunately uh, slipped and fell off of the monkey bars at school. It was his first day at secondary school. Um, and only made it to lunchtime before he was injured and had to go off to hospital. He has slipped capital femoral eposis, which causes necrosis that was undetected um, prior to his injury. We were both absolutely shocked that after the first scan, to be told that he'd shattered his hip really badly. Um, still can't quite believe it, honestly. Um, yeah, just massive shock. Um, awful to see my little boy in such horrendous pain, but he's been so brave and dealt with it really, really well. The GoFundMe page was set up with the help of my mum, um, to help us with the cost of kind of living, really, while we're up here, um, as we're so far away from home. We left in such a rush, we didn't really have any of the even essentials with us at the time. Um, James needing pyjamas, underwear, etc. And myself the same. Um, We are going to have to travel backwards and forwards um, from Folkestone to London quite regularly. James is going to need physio and further scans. Um, And in the long run, he will definitely need more surgery. Um, And also... um, the cost of a new bed and um, special mattress so he can rest a lot easier um, and be more comfortable um, with his injury and allow it to heal um, for when we're at home um, as he can't climb any stairs so he's going to have to uh, sleep in our dining room with uh, his new bed when we've got it Um, yeah James has been amazing through this entire experience from beginning to end. He's been so brave, so strong through all the pain. I'm so, so proud of him, how he's handled it. Um, He's just been absolutely brilliant. Bless him. We do wish James a very speedy recovery. You can find a link to the family's fundraising page at Kent Online. This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group with car dealerships in Canterbury and Maidstone. More now on events taking place in the capital as thousands of people queue to see the Queen's coffin ahead of her state funeral on Monday. This afternoon, Her Majesty left Buckingham Palace for the final time. Her coffin was on a gun carriage with her children and some of her grandchildren walking behind, and she's now lying in state at Westminster Hall. It's thought people could wait up to 30 hours to file past and pay their respects, and a five-mile-long queuing system has been set out. KMTV's Gabriel Morris is there. We've just joined the queue. We're at the back. 
by Blackfriars Bridge and the wristband that the stewards have just given us has a number close to 4,000 on it. So we're getting that's how far away we are from seeing the Queen lying in state. At the moment we're in high spirits, the weather's the weather's dry, it's not that windy, um, and everyone's in a nice cheerful mood. But as it gets later into the evening, we've got coats, we're prepared, we've got plenty of food and drinks and books to keep us entertained. Now, we don't know how long we're going to be here for, but some reports saying it could be more than 30 hours. But some people here are expecting it to be a little bit quicker, so we're hoping to be in by the early hours of tomorrow morning. Well, if you're planning to head to London to see the Queen's Coffin, Southeastern are putting on extra services from Kent. They'll run throughout the night until Monday from Dartford, Gillingham, Ashford and Tunbridge Wells. It's also a reminder to check before you travel as it'll be extremely busy. Kent Police have told us some of its officers will be supporting authorities in London with the Queen's funeral. The force says the deployment won't have any impact on policing here in the county, though. And finally, bin collections across Kent won't be happening on Monday. Councils are making alternative arrangements so staff can have the day off. It is now, as you may know, officially a bank holiday. Well, you can read our guide on how to get to London and what's happening in the capital for the Queen's funeral at Kent Online. Police have confirmed they're looking into whether any action will be taken after an anti-Pride poster was displayed in a church in Medway. There was anger after it was put up at Hauling Baptist Church and led to calls for a parade through the village. It's been reported to officers as being offensive. Meantime, police have given us an image of a man they're looking for after a break-in at a property in Margate. Tools and a bicycle were reportedly stolen during the burglary in Addington Road. You can see that image by heading to the website. Kent Online reports. The Kent Online podcast has been told how the cost of living crisis is affecting people trying to buy their first home. A report out earlier this year revealed how 70% of potential homeowners were delaying getting on the property ladder, whilst almost 9 in 10 were worried about rising prices of food and fuel affecting their ability to save for a deposit. Gwen Kenmuir is an estate agent in Tunbridge Wells. I actually just looked up a couple of figures, um, especially for Tunbridge Wells, um, in respect of you know, the, the sort of average price um, in the last 12 months in Tunbridge Wells has been around about the 512,000. Um, um, just a couple of figures here. Um, the detached on average is 948,000, semi 506, terraced houses 409, and flats 279,000 pounds. Obviously, um, I think this is going to going to change with the with the economic situation uh, that's happening, although we haven't seen the impact of it as yet. Um, a lot of questions are being asked out there. Um, people are undecided as to what to do. I think a lot of people that were going to move have decided to, to stay put. Um, there's been a fair amount of properties withdrawn off the market, which also then creates a bit of a housing shortage. The people are, as I say, they're just very concerned at the moment. And then again, you know, if they require a mortgage, um, you know, the, the rates going up, it's going to cause a bit of a, a squeeze. Um, so I'm sure that the people that have got fixed mortgages right now are, are going to be sitting tight because obviously those would have to be readjusted should they, should they move. So, you know, the homeowners are facing a squeeze on, on many fronts. Uh, the mortgage rates going up, obviously the cost of food, petrol, 
um, that sort of thing, which obviously affects the affordability um, to purchase. On the website today, you can see how an abandoned holiday village could look like if it's turned into what developers are calling a mini village. They've revealed plans to transform Hernbay Court into a 60-bed care home with a further 72 flats and 49 bungalows. A shop, restaurant and hairdressers would also be set up in Canterbury Road. Residents say it would be good for the area following years of vandalism. Elsewhere, a Sheerness pub that's set to be demolished and turned into flats is going to be sold at auction. The old house at home, which closed its doors in the high street for the final time in 2020, also has permission to be turned into a micro-pub. It'll go under under the hammer next week and has a guide price of 280 to 300,000 pounds. Meantime, a piece of land in Kent, which includes the remains of a Napoleonic fort, is going up for sale at auction. The site is at Dungeness near the Romney Hive and Dimchurch Railway. It's got a guide price of 55 to 58,000 and will go under the hammer next week. Kent Online Sports. This football today and Gillingham's winless run in League Two has continued, I'm afraid. However, they did score as it finished one all at Grimsby Town last night. Neil Harris's side conceded early into the first half before striker Mikel Mandron equalised soon after. They've now had just one win after eight league matches so far this season. But speaking after the game, the Jules boss told us he was pleased with the improved performance. First and foremost, congratulations to uh, both clubs and both sets of fans for a great tribute before the game. Um, so, you know, that's, that's you know, a special mention because that's really important. Um, then to the game itself, um, we deserved at least a point, yes. Um, it was very open, wasn't it, end to end. I don't think anyone would begrudge paying their money to come and watch that tonight. Yes, both teams turned the ball over too cheaply and I've focused on my, my own team and a couple of times we got into better areas and could have used it better. Um, but it was a, two teams that, that, that played with a lot of attacking players tonight and it was always going to be in that case. Um, do I feel a little bit hard done by? Well, considering we've had two goals disallowed, uh, yes, I do feel a little bit hard done by. Um, what we'll say is it was a much, much improved attacking performance by us in the final third. Um, and again, gives me great, great warmth to know that we're getting better. Like, like I keep saying, and you know, maybe I'm too honest sometimes and share too much of my, my thoughts, but you know, I appreciate the fans that come and pay their money. I think it's important they hear in the modern day the truth from the manager. And we have to forego a little bit of something to get more creative. Um, and you know, I think we showed that in the first nine minutes against Swindon that we were going to forego a little bit to be creative. And, and today, again, uh, we, we got things wrong on the press and we got th- it was a little bit open at times. But when, you got, when you've always got four attacking players on the pitch, it's going to happen. Um, so look, we, we, we have to forego something until we get the balance right um, tonight. Um, and I was pleased with so much. And I need to see it back. I'll, I'll watch it back on the coach on, on, on the way back. I just said to the players there, my immediate thought is a little bit disappointed we've not won the game. That's been miserable. And that's a good position to be in as an away team manager. A little bit disappointed we haven't, we haven't you know, won the game. Delighted with the amount of good positions we got into and some of the chances we created as well. Um, we're also extremely disappointed with the goal, goal conceded. Um, it was avoidable. Um, but now again, it was just another step in the right direction. And, and what we've now got to do is these draws trans, transform them into wins. And um, you know, the fact that the number nine scored tonight and, and you know, 
he played ever so well. It's the best game he's had, he's had for me. It's the best game this season by one of my strikers. Um, so um, delighted for Mika um, and, and he could have had a hat-trick. Next up for the Jills is Mansfield Town at Priestfield on Saturday. Well, that's all from us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Plus you can get access to the ad-free Kent Online premium site. To do that you need to subscribe. Just head to kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group with showrooms in Canterbury and Maidstone, offering a range of new and approved used cars, including MG, Seat and Vauxhall.